Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Hello and welcome to the It's Karmic podcast with me, your host, Vika Bradford. Oh my goodness, today I have someone amazing to introduce to you guys and the conversation. I just, I can't even wait to get into it. So Charlene, Charlene Lizette, tell us all about you to start and then we're going to go places today. Yay. I'm actually really excited to talk to you. And I'm so excited that TikTok has brought us together and that we found each other. Yes. Uh, for everyone listening. Uh, hello. Hi, I'm Charlene Lizette. I am a spiritual teacher and a spiritual guide. And my purpose here on earth is to support people as they walk into their truest soul purpose, their highest self, supporting them through the alignment journey and empowering them along the way to let go of fear and just live in authenticity. Oh my gosh. So sweet and simple and perfect. And exactly like the vibe I found when just scrolling through my TikTok, um, for you, it's called the for you page, right? Um, and you pop up and you're just talking awakening and high vibration and the consciousness that we're in. And I'm like, who the fuck is this girl? I like her. Oh my God. I literally was like, I'm in like, follow and then more of you because you're you're on there and I love it and it's so real and so raw I was like I'm hooked like I'm hooked and then when you interacted with me I was like this like I had a fangirl moment like oh she's talking to me (laughs) of course I love your content I think it's so important to share I guess one could consider it like mundane astrology to a certain degree right like how the aspects on the day-to-day affect us as a human, as a collective, and also the impact that it has on earth. And I think that's, I think it's just, I think people who discredit or dismiss astrology are really, really missing out on one of the key components to tapping into who we are at our core. Yeah, I agree completely. um, Because it's just so potent. And I love being able to break it down like that to make it a little more mundane because like we need to be able to understand it more basically so that we get the invitation to go into it deeper, right? Like it had to be basic for me at the beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. but just understanding the daily energy and you tap into it without the wording. Sometimes, sometimes you bring it into, and I'm like, yeah, she's talking about the Pluto return or like whatever it is. Um, but I love like half the time yours is just like the energetics of it, which people love. And then they like head over into all of a sudden my TikTok and they're like, Oh, that's why, like, that's what the connection is. And I, I love those little pieces. Cause they're like breadcrumbs into more, more. And we all have our ways or our crafts of tapping into the energy, right? Like mine is looking at the sky, the sky, the sky on my screen. But, um, and then like, there's the people who do it just energetically. And then the people who do it with tarot, which is like one of your tools. And I just, I love all the different ways of getting there. Yeah. I think as I journeyed into the world of spirituality and started understanding what I had, wasn't something that was wrong with me. 
but rather a gift that I had and an opportunity to, um, to be able to connect with myself on a deeper level and also like tune into myself from a higher level as well. Um, I, I started being able to see things from, I don't know, it felt like an entirely different perspective. It was like before I had these blinders on and I was only living with the blinders and then you know, you get the external narratives of like people turning around and saying to you, like, you need psychological help. That stuff doesn't exist, da, 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 whatever. And then I knew nothing was wrong with me, but obviously how do you explain to people, I can see a dead person or I have a dream. And then the next day it comes true. Like that's, that's very uh, taboo, right? Very eight house taboo. We don't talk about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what, what I did was I threw myself to the library and uh, I don't know, do they have Indigo down in, in, in BC? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So do you remember before Indigo existed, there was this place called Chapters. Chapters. I don't know why they changed it. Right. It's, chapters was way better. But anyways, <laughs> I um, so there I was 16 odd years ago, maybe even a little bit more, actually. So I started reading about it when I was like 18, 19, and I'm 37 this year coming up. So almost 20 years ago. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. <laughs> like a pipeline. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> um, anyways, so I would like go into the occult section and I'd be like, you know, you walk up to the person and you're like, excuse me, where's the, where's the section where like Sylvia Brown is? Right. Because remember Montel Williams. Oh my and gosh. So, <laughs> and they would be like, okay. And I was like, thank you. And I would just like look at this vast area. And you'd get like the random straggler that would walk through and I would just sit on the floor and have all these books in front of me and go, I'm not fucking crazy. There's nothing wrong with me. There's just all these tools, right? These modalities like astrology, like tarot, like energy work, like understanding the Merkaba and the chakra meridians, um, like understanding the mythology and all these different religions prior to you know catholicism is that a word yes right catholicism Catholicism. thank you (laughs) what did i call it anyways we're not catholicism i like it i think (laughs) let's change it i think they should take it that's all this is what it's called now just so everyone knows that's because i said so right um and yeah and so i found it so fascinating that there were all these different modalities that all intertwined right? And had such a, such a beautiful connection. Um, and that's what actually made me, or I not, I guess made me is not the right word. Like that's what drove me into astrology was why am I dreaming this? Why do I know this thing? How am I seeing these things? And like, is it actually true? Am I going crazy? How can I confirm it? So tarot, astrology. And that's why I think I sometimes bring it up in my conversations, but I wouldn't consider myself an expert in astrology in any way. Um, so what happened was, you know, I just studied it a little bit. And now what I do is I more talk, share my info or write down my downloads and then go look at the aspects mm. and, and go 
template and I'm like, oh, okay, yes, yeah. I did it right. Or, hmm, this is something that's coming out from somewhere else. Where is it coming from? And like, do I need to be looking into this a little bit deeper? Mm-hmm. I also wanted to ask you, are these making too much noise? No, you're good. Okay. Okay. I was like, I'm very cautious. I'm like, don't talk with your hands. The bracelets will make Shake the malas. Shake them. <laughs> Right. Like, cause I, I do talk a lot with my hands and I'm like, wait, it's going to get so annoying for people who are listening on the podcast. And also no, you're good. You're good so far. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure I was like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. But anyways, yeah, that's, that's how I got into the modalities. And I think that's why I naturally gravitate to people who dive deep into the astrology like you do, because in a sense, maybe it's my ego or maybe it's just my sense of like needing to know, like, Am I onto something? Mm. Am I in alignment with my higher self and the universe and the true, the universal truth? Or am I allowing external narratives or perspectives or opinions to, um, to kind of mold a story in my mind or uh, an idea in my mind that does not come from honesty, integrity, truth, and compassion? Mm, I love that because like, Oh, we can really get into that. And I find astrology is just confirmation, right? It's just so much confirmation of what we're feeling, what we're experiencing, or like that thing we went through five years ago. And we look back and we're like, holy shit, of course. Um, and it does kind of strip away some of the ego and allow us to like, be well, there's confirmation that we're not crazy and we're not um, buying into something. And even tapping into like right now, we know the world is just on, on fire, on fire. And there is so much that we're being told. It's like, we're in the upside down. Absolutely. And there's so much we're told, but when we tap into the astrology, we're like, that's a fabrication. That's a fabrication. That's a fabrication. Like the astrology literally tells us there are fabrications. It is being fabricated. So it helps confirm that sensation that like the fabrication is real. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I really think it does help us kind of get out of our stories or get out or like get into our stories deeper if we have to. Yeah. Even like with Neptune going like stationing direct. Yeah. I got to tell you, I have a natal, um, Neptune, like Pisces Neptune. So it's really easy for me to, yeah, go into different places, um, <laughs> mentally. And so I find that, um, that I find that sometimes it can, it can be really, really easy for people to get stuck in the delusion, in the disassociation, in the cognitive dissonance, in the way that they approach things. And I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is that, that like, that there is the universal truth. And then there is the truth that is projected to us. And now that I'm saying natal uh, Neptune Pisces, I think that's Charlie's placement. I don't think that's mine. Now that we're talking about it, I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think that's mine. I think that's my son's. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes that would make sense. Get, and sometimes I get our, uh, our astrology mixed up and I'm like, wait, is that his or is that mine? It's but probably like the overlinking of you two between lives that you're just like so fused that yeah. you become one. Uh, but yeah. even, yeah, you're Neptune. 37. So is, it in, is it in Sagittarius? Maybe uh, it might be in Sagittarius. It might be Capricorn. I want to say that it's Capricorn, I think. Okay. So it could be all, all in and around there, but still like we're seeing it's definitely in my like 10th. So I have Sagittarius 
Okay. Capricorn and Aquarius, right? So it's in that, that it's in, quadrant. It's in that, it's in that quadrant, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I'm thinking about it because I was like, wait, no, that, that's not right. That's not right. Were you just born? No, but I just, I love this because I've been tapping into Neptune um, because it's not a natural energy for me at all. I have, I have no Pisces in my chart other than it rules my fifth house. Um, my Neptune's in Capricorn. So it's not the most Neptunian Neptune out there. Um, and it's in my third, like, there's just not a lot of Pisces going on with me, but um, tapping into it, I'm like seeing, I saw a really great article recently calling Neptune in Pisces, the great lie. And I was like, the great lie. Wow. I have chills all over my body right now. Right. Like, and I just started tapping into it and it was interesting because they went in, um, and we won't go into any trigger words or anything like that in this, but like they went to the opposite view of that you and I have around what's happening in the world right now. And they actually thought the deception was more what we are. And mm-hmm. I was very interested because I'm sitting there reading this whole article until they get to that point. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like the great, and maybe it's both, but like the great lie being the great illusion, the great deception. And no matter what side you're on of anything right now, there is a great like puppet master play being placed on us. Right. And it's, it's our jobs to like, see the great lie, which is interesting too, because when Pisces moved in or Neptune moved into Pisces in 2012, we all woke up and then the great lie comes. So is it to keep us sleeping? Is it to keep us in the dream state in the illusion, the disassociation, right? Cause I find, I find that that's where it's like a coping. So I have my Pisces moon and my Pisces rising. And then I actually, now that we're talking about it, I'm like envisioning my needle chart. I do think that I have a Neptune Capricorn, but I think it's those Piscean placements that really lend me to the disassociation that can come from Neptune. Um, and it's work that I've had to do, right? Like, yeah. I'm not young, right? I'm, you know, I'm not like, I'm not saying I'm an old, I don't think maybe young and old is not right. The right word. Maybe it's like wise and mature and experienced, right? I I definitely have experienced and matured a lot in the last, I'd say four years. Um, Saturn return kicked my ass big. Um, And that's also because I like to learn things the hard way. So Saturn was (laughs) like, okay, you want to learn things the right way? (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah right? and you're Saturn you said you're 37 right so you're my husband's yeah. age so your Saturn's probably in Scorpio which is like definitely learning things the hard way yeah I think so I think you're right about that mm, okay yeah so I, I also have Pluto there I have a Pluto Scorpio too yes of course and you might be that generation that came in like with it pretty much conjunct or like close because my husband's like it's almost conjunct um thank god just not fully conjunct I'm like thank god it gave you that little bit of separation a little bit of breathing space (laughs) yeah just sending out love to all my Pluto Saturn conjunction people out there oh um so the, yeah, there's the Neptune's part of your signature. Pisces is part of your signature, like that cosmic womb space, but also the, the shadow is the disillusions, the, the need, the escapism. Like my husband's like Pisces, Pisces, Pisces too. So like just escape floating away. And I'm like, hi, come back. Like, yeah. It's so much easier to be over there. Right? Oh my God. It's so yeah. Easier to disassociate. It's so much easier to escape. It's so much easier to live in this life 
that is a great lie that is connected and only exists in our mind mm. versus what's really in front of us. Yeah. And that's, that was one of the biggest things that I had to, I would say that that's one of the biggest things that I've learned this lifetime is the, wh- where are you disassociating? Why are you disassociating and what's causing the disassociation? And maybe that's why I view our current world uh, experience in a different perspective is because I've been on the other side of it. And then I've experienced, you know, in tarot, the tower moment of it all crashing down and going, holy effing Jesus, mother, (laughs) like all the things, like none of this was true. None of it, like none of it was true. Right. Yeah. So I think it's, it'll be really fascinating to see what will happen within, within the next year and the collective. And I think I posted this on TikTok where I said, cognitive dissonance is so easy to live in and so hard to pull out because pulling out of being in an energy or a frequency of cognitive dissonance means that everything that the self, the I am, the ego, Aries, right, believes is not true and absolutely detaching from that and having that hard look in the mirror and going, wait a damn minute, you made a mistake. You fucked up. And sorry, can, can we swear? Oh, you can swear. Yeah, yeah. you fucked up. And how many people do you know in your immediate circle and for all of you that are listening, how many people do you know that can openly admit with integrity and honesty that they fucked up and that it's not someone else's fault, but it's their own. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And that's like, oh man, like that's what I'm just waiting for the collective. And I know you're waiting for it too, to just like to have that tower moment. It's like, they're like in it, it's burning. Like it's falling and uh we're all just over here like waiting for them to be like oh shit I probably should have already gotten out of the tower like I should I probably should have jumped by now right there's actually water at the bottom like everything's going to be fine but they're just the delusion and the cognitive dissonance is so intense that 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 ability to look in the mirror and be like ah you actually had no idea what was going on the world you thought was an illusion and I remember having those moments um in my like awakening that I began with in 2012, but then again in 2020 when this shit hit and my husband saw it coming, which was crazy. He had been telling me for years, not in like a, I know this was, this was coming, but in like, he was like, they're going to take your guns. And I'm like, who cares? And they're like, he's talking about these things where I'm like, you're crazy. And then it happened. And all of a sudden the illusion was ripped from my eyes. And I was like, oh my God, the world I thought I lived in was never real. Never, 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 ever, ever. It was never real. It's like, what? And then it's like, it's almost like you go through these moments where you're like a what after a what after a what after a what. I actually just had a conversation with somebody about guns and I casually mentioned it to them that I went to go get my gun license. Right. And um they were like you a gun like I could imagine you doing a thousand million things but a gun a gun 
And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I think, you know, we don't have the right to bear arms in Canada for self-defense. We don't have the castle law, like in the States. I'm like, but I'm like, I think that having a gun to learn how to hunt is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, because realistically in a life or death situation, like what if I, Charlie, my son is really like, he wants to do survival training. He's six, by the way. Okay. Like this kid is like, I don't even know. He's uh, he it's it's wild to see the old soul that he is in a tiny little person's body right because he's so tiny um but he loves all the survival shows on netflix and so he's asked me now if we can get a winterized tent and go do all these things outside and i think to myself i'm like if we go there and for like god forbid whatever reason mother earth forgive forbid whatever reason we got lost mm-hmm. and, I don't have a gun, and i don't know how to hunt yeah then what? Then what? Right. Totally. What? Totally. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that it's, it, and it's also a connection to mother earth. Right. And I don't know if it's my North node in Taurus or my Mars in Taurus or part of my soul purpose, but I feel like we've really as a collective disconnected ourselves from our connection to mother earth. And we're, we're, I talk about this a lot in my workshops and in my courses and in my one-on-ones with people and even on YouTube as well, where I talk about like this, these two polar opposites, this massive duality. Like if you could envision a teeter totter, right? Each end weighs. And if you find the balance, well, then you're okay, right? You're both balanced, Mm -hmm. but too much of each extreme doesn't serve anybody, right? Your one's flying off, another one's smashing on the ground on a teeter totter. And I think that's where we're struggling right now as a humanity, or maybe we're learning how to find the balance. And it's a bit of a, a bumpy ride for a lot of people in the, in the understanding how to find that balance. You know, you've got this huge extreme of people and I'm not saying it's bad or good. I don't, I think those words are subjective and objective to a particular person's perceptions and belief systems. But you, there's this extreme of people who are like, must be zero waste, eco-friendly, like to, to like the absolute like extreme right? So they're vegan, they're, uh, and there's nothing wrong with veganism, you know, I'm vegetarian. So I understand like there's the veganism, but then they're like, I won't buy anything old, we're going to recycle all the things we have in our house. So there's like this whole like, deep, deep extreme. And then there's the other extreme of like, overconsumption, and greed. And I truly, my belief system anyways, in my opinion, is that Mother Earth understands that there's a fine balance between the two. Mm-hmm. right she's not going to she's not going to expect you because to never buy a new sweater again she's not going to punish you because you went and shopped at aritzia mm-hmm. right or because you're eating a steak you're not a demon for doing that you're not evil to the world for doing that yeah right she's also not going to punish you if you choose to you know only use you know glass tupperware Right, like there's balance in absolutely everything, and I think that these ex- these extreme, I, I don't know, uh, I guess perspectives or 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 points of view that people have now is what's causing a lot of the disconnect in our world right now. Right, like a lot of times you can't even engage in thought provoking conversation because the 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 ability to view things from a wider lens is just not available anymore. It's you're either here or you're either there, or you're, you know, you're on one extreme or the other, that, that there's no common ground. And the reality is, is we're so intertwined and interconnected with each other 
and above all with mother earth. It's the fucking cycle of life. Like literally, literally, right? Like plant, plant your seeds, harvest your, your food, kill your food, give gratitude to mother earth for giving you the opportunity to, I don't know, hunt the deer or kill the cow or whatever. Right. But don't do it in a wasteful way and then give back. And that's the, that's the cycle, right? Mm, I like agree completely. And I love seeing your North node, South node come through here and just feeling into it. Like we know you're going into your nodal return. Mm -hmm. We know it's activating. And I love hearing you talk about it because it shows the alignment, right? It shows you're on your path. It shows that like that is ingrained in you and you've activated, you've turned it on. So for people who are kind of like, what the hell is my nodal return look like? That's a piece of it right there is tapping into that Taurus, oh, Taurus North node magic of finding that balance again. And it doesn't mean extremes. Like you said, like Taurus still wants to enjoy. Taurus still wants to have pleasure and have nice things and wear the damn Aritzia sweater if she wants to. And like me, I'm a full on carnivore. Taurus honors that. Do I honor my meat? Do I buy all organic meat? Yes, I do. Do I know where my meat is sourced? Yes, I do. Um, That's, that's the the part where you're saying where like mother earth is not mad about that. She understands like, that we are in cycles. Like we die, we go into the earth, the cow eats that. And then we eat the cow. Like it is a cycle. It's okay. Whether you're vegan, whether you're vegetarian, whether you're a carnivore, like I am, it's just, it's all okay. But it's yeah. Honoring reverence, balance, balance, balance. Balance. Oh Oh my gosh. Like a megaphone. I would just walk around and be like, balance. Balance everyone. Balance. 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 Polarity. Duality. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, I, I like, I get it. Right. It's so it's, you know, it's, it's fascinating to see it. Like even I've, I've had people on my YouTube channel say like, Oh, how can you say that you care about mother earth, but then you sell crystals, you know, they overmine and crystal mining conception and this and that and da, 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 da. And they go down this loophole and absolutely the crystals have to be mined. Most definitely. But do you really think that mining is going to stop if I stop? No. Do you think that they're already not mining for a bunch of other things? Where do you think the car, the gas in your car comes from? Yeah. The diamond that you wear in your engagement ring. Like it's all comes from mining. Literally the lithium in your electric car, like that people yeah. are like electric cars are so much better. Lithium mining is detrimental to the earth. Right. But we find balance. It's about, like you said, the lack of overconsumption. Do we need 6 billion Teslas? Probably not. Probably right. not. Right. It's, it's, it's that balance, right? And, and that's what I say to people all the time. Um, shameless plug here into my jewelry line, right? Where I create modern day amulets, where I say I, one can do their best it, to find ethical miners and to work with companies who mine ethically. But yeah. the reality is, is a lot of that information is hidden. So if you ever see somebody go like, I know from head to toe where I'm getting my crystals from, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to bet that there's a high percentage that they're not being completely honest or truthful unless they themselves own the mining company and are able to experience day-to-day where the miners go and then the transportation of the big crystals because that's what they do they go to a place like brazil for example they get a masonite and they mine this big chunk of a masonite and then they probably chop it off and sell it out wholesale and then they those uh warehouses or those manufacturers chop it up even more and they'll either make it into like the crystals that you buy at the store right like for those watching the video like this 
And then other ones will be like this. And then other ones will be the little beads that come into your bracelets. And so it's like, it's the understanding that mother earth wants us to have this luxury. Like she doesn't want us to live and not enjoy the beautiful things that she's created for us. She also doesn't want us to fucking destroy it and leave it bare to the point where it doesn't have the opportunity to like regenerate. And she also wants us to give back as well, right? So it's like, you take crystals, okay, what are you doing with them? How are you sharing out into the universe? How are they supporting people? And that's where like my, I think, obsession with crystals came from is one, how powerful they really are when you start to understand that they have osculating energy. And so they radiate this energy out into the world. And each crystal has different vibrational frequencies that support you in different ways. Um, the fact that crystals are used in your watch, quartz, mm -hmm. okay, that that beautiful heavy lead thing that you wear when you go get an x-ray, it's got hematite in there as well, fun fact. I didn't right? know that. Mm -hmm. Yes, at the bottom of every building, basically, in the underground, the core has pyrite. Really? Fun fact, when pyrite comes into contact with... Um, uh, like explosives or whatever they put in there to like uh, unearth so they can um, dig up. Um, uh, pyrite can sometimes expand. And so it shifts the earth. Ooh, pyrite's so, my favorite stone. I love that. So also, me too, me too. Um, <laughs> but also like fun fact, um, there's a company in Canada um, called RioCan. They're a massive developer. I'm sure you've seen them if you go to any like Walmart's uh, like super centers or whatever, they own a lot of land. Um, a lot of the property that those stores are on, uh, whether they do this consciously or unconsciously, whether they know what they're doing or not, they sit on pyrite. And what is pyrite as a crystal? Abundance, luck, uh, money, money. Oh boy. Isn't that yeah. fascinating? So they're literally calling in like abundance on their stores. Wow. Wow. No, there's nothing to see here, guys. No, no magic being worked. Right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Right. And I it's a conspiracy like, theory. I was just going to say, maybe it's a conspiracy theory, but I truly believe, I truly believe that to some degree, right, the master puppeteers know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think know. we're ignorant not to believe that anymore. Yeah. They know yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. And you bet your ass at the bottom of the Vatican when their secret vaults are all the secret, secret, hidden, hidden truths and the books and the information and the knowledge that was shared uh, in Mesopotamia. Right. And in Babylonian times, the Greeks, the Egyptians, the uh, Incas, the Mayans. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that where that just went like <laughs> unintentionally, like we just landed somewhere so cool because I didn't know that these things were like, I'm not surprised in any way, but I didn't know that like this is happening. Right. So everyone go buy your Cersei crystals. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Seriously. No, like actually go. <laughs> oh, actually, I make them. And that was actually why I was like, because I love crystals and I've worn crystals, oh my God, since I don't even know, long, long time ago. And one of the things I found was, I'm like, these crystals are made like, and it's not to say there's anything bad with them, but it's like the pieces are, are not made to be worn apart from very casually. 
Mm -hmm. They're not aesthetically pleasing. That was actually one of my really like annoying facets when I, when I started with crystals, because I started with them for protection work, literally, like it was like, I need this tiger's eye, um, for like a psychic attacks and all this other stuff. But then like, when I started getting so deep into them and I was, I've been wearing them since I was probably like, Oh God, maybe 20, I think is when I started like wearing them actively, maybe it was 2021. Um, but they just weren't like, and I didn't want to wear them because they weren't the most aesthetically pleasing things I'd ever seen. You know, like, I'm like, I want it on me, but I don't love any of it. Is it blowing me away? No. No. Right. And so then you'd be drawn to other jewelry that was more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And so I was the same way. I also have a Venus in Aries in the second house with a stellium Mm. and then Mars and Taurus. So like, I like the finer things in life. That's just who I am. My shit's got to be pretty. Everything has to look beautiful. Everything has to be like nice and feminine. And there's like a, an allure to like material value and quality. And so I was like, why don't I just start my, it was crazy how the download came. Actually, I was, I don't even know what I was doing. I had, like YouTube had just started to blow up. It was last year, actually last November, November 11th. So it must've been just before November 11th of 2020. And I got a download. Yeah. I've started jewelry line and it came down. So like, like, it was like yelling at me and my stepsister used to live with me. And she would see me like on the computer in the dining room, like researching like crystals, like the best places to source them and how much they were and, you know, all this stuff and what I didn't want it. She was like, what are you doing? She's like, you literally went into like mad scientist mode and you have put these blinders on. And I said, I remember saying to her, her name's Mariella. And I was like, Mariella, I'm like, I got a download and I have to do this and I have to see it through. Like, I can't not do it. I have to see it through. And she was like, okay. And she was, you know, she supported it. Cause she was like, this is cool. And now we get to have all these crystals at home and whatever, but that's what one of the biggest reasons why I considered them amulets and also try to like implement a timeless design to them. Right. Cause I'm like, I want, this is a, for, what I'm wearing for our people that are watching people that aren't, I'm wearing a 14 karat gold chain. Um, it's a cable chain, very thin with a clear quartz pendant on it. And it's not one of those, like, it's a pretty clear quartz pendant. Beautiful. Yeah. And so I was like, if this piece will never go bad, like the only way this will go bad is if it breaks and then you can actually get it soldered and fixed by a gold jeweler, but you can pass this on. It's never going to finish. It's never going to go bad. No. Right. And so I was like, that's what I want to create. I want you to be able to have the beaded bracelets because they're fun and, you know, they're cute and whatever. But I also want to create necklaces and bracelets and anklets that can go the distance as well, that they're not just going to be like the cool trend for the year. And then they're going to produce waste. Literally, you're creating like timeless pieces that are more intentional than like all the timeless pieces. Like I, I have so many beautiful um, heirlooms. Heirlooms are my, my thing. Jewelry heirlooms are my, my loves. And I have so many beautiful pieces that luckily do have beautiful stones in them. Uh, but like, they weren't necessarily created energetically and intentionally. They were just created to be beautiful. So you kind of are like taking that and making energetically intentional, beautiful classic pieces that can stand the test of time. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. I love that. Yeah. And I also think it's fascinating too. So do you go to vintage stores a lot? I do. Yeah. Have you ever been into like vintage jewelry stores or places that? No, I can never find them anywhere. And I'm always like, cause I've always wanted a vintage, like uh, I originally, I wanted a vintage wedding ring um, and then never, never could find any. So there's this place 
we have what's it what's it called happenstance when things happen like randomly yeah happenstance right I don't know um, maybe <laughs> Word. I don't know. I feel like oftentimes I make up my own words and I'm like, this is now a word. It's in the Oxford dictionary, the end. So we just happened to come by this, uh, this little corner shop from the outside. It just looks like there's a bunch of trinkets, a bunch of, you know, thrifty things. And we were on our way up to Sobel beach for those of you that are in Toronto and Ontario, and you know, where Sobel beach is. And it's about a, the place is about a 20 minute drive away from Sobel beach. So it's not too far. And my mom and I were like, Oh, let's just stop and look. My mom likes to find what she calls garbage and turn it into like these beautiful masterpieces. She's got this amazing eye of being able to create beauty from somebody's trash. Right. Um, so she paints, she would like, I don't know, she just does this stuff. So we stop in and the whole section of this vintage store on the, on the inside is all jewelry, like a whole aisle, like down of just like, you name it, it's there all like brooches and necklaces and belts and da, 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 da. And they had this ring that I'm wearing right here. Mm, beautiful. So the woman, I, I got to talking to her and I had told her about like my jewelry line or whatever. And she's like, uh, I'm going to tell you something that's going to blow your mind. And I'm like, what? And she's like, this is actually rhodonite with lapetalite. Really? And so they're, are they mixed together in it? Yeah. Wow. So, so the, the purple is mm-hmm. lapetalite beautiful yeah it's a gem form right because depending on how you uh, right because it's super flaky naturally right so yeah it can be so I guess they like I guess it's the way that you heat treat the the stone and the way that you cut it is what creates the 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 shape of it right whether it's mm. a bead or whatever but they've turned it into like actual gems right like beautiful. actual stones and then the middle I'm pretty sure she told me it was rhodonite um but it is just fascinating that like, here I was unbeknownst to me, I just saw it and I was like, oh, these are beautiful. And then there, there are two crystals on this vintage ray that actually like mean something. And so while maybe they, like you said, it wasn't made with intention. Maybe me, it was, maybe it was, yeah, right? Maybe it was, right? So anyways, that's my, that's my whole spiel on why crystals are so magical and everyone deserves to have them. That's everyone. That's I know. And they are so magical. Like when you start working with them. Like your life literally changes and people always doubt it until they start. And my mind is always like, I, I, like I have treasures under my pillow. Like my, my husband calls them my treasures. Um, and so that, that was when it activated for me, it was sleeping with them and what would happen in my dreams and how my dreams change depending on what crystal is under the pillow that night. Or, um, those were like those openings for me. And then after I get someone to finally dive in and put those damn crystals under their pillow, like they're like, wow, like my life's actually changing. Like this yeah. isn't a joke. No, we're not kidding. <laughs> like, no, no one's joking here. And it's fascinating too, because when I started, I didn't want to call it jewelry. Even the name like star C came as a download because I love the stars. I love the cosmos and I love the ocean, my Pisces, right? My Pisces moon and rising. So that was like the blend of the two. But even when, um, when I remember like diving into what was I going to call these, were these going to be called jewelry pieces or whatever? I actually ended up finding out that in ancient civilizations like Mesopotamia, even the Romans, um, Greeks, Egyptians, etc., they all used crystals and stones. Yep. They used them for makeup. They used them for decor. They used them as a protection amulet. Amulets, yeah, everything. I know. And that was one of my biggest learnings when I went down that rabbit holes because 
course, past lives and karma is all my thing. And it's always been, it's always been like that for me. So like Egypt, Mesopotamia, these are places I remember being And like lapis lazuli was like, when I saw that stone, it was like, I've walked on this stone. I've bathed in this stone. Like it was just a knowing in my soul. And then looking deeper into it, that it was like, as you're saying, uh, yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Like, and then I'm, I'm researching that this was like, especially in Mesopotamia, this, this stone was used so intensely with like Royals, with people who were in the upper class. And I was like, I I remember this stone that one, like activated something huge in me. Um, Malachite was another one. Um, And it just happens that I, I have memories of being in like in royalty in Russia. And there's a room literally made of Malachite, like everything is adorned in Malachite. And when I found this room, I have chills now, um, later on, like this was actually recently that I found images of this room. I was like, I remember this room. Like you know, this, the crystals actually activated past life memories. That is fascinating. I love that. I love it. And fun fact, if you have kids, uh, go take a look at the different crystals that they offer for mining in Minecraft. Mm, are they all crystals? Amethyst, lapis lazuli, emerald, diamond, quartz. So they're literally tapping into like, and you could tap into the energetics without even having the crystal. Like, I really believe that. So that's fascinating. Yeah. So it's really, really cool to see that. And I think that's part of the reason why it was so easy to get my little guy into them. Right. Cause he's like, oh my God, this is the one that I can get on Minecraft too. Now I have it real and I can build. And I'm like, yes, you can do whatever you want. I believe in you. Right. Yeah. It's actually a real substance. It's okay. Come, yeah, it's come out okay. of the world. Yeah. Come into the world. It's, made, it's not made believe it's real. It's real. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's really, really, um, r- really cool. Um, I don't know why, like I'm, I'm, we're sitting here talking and I keep thinking about this time where I, uh, and it actually is also what propelled me into going, going back to the chapter story. So sorry for going all around. I love it. Full, full here. But um, I used to astral travel a lot and you and I were talking about this and I asked you if we could talk about this yes. and that, the astral projection and the astral traveling is also part of the reason why I went into this whole rabbit's hole of understanding like astrology and tarot and the world of spirituality and the world of the occult um even though my self node basically says that I should walk like not really pay attention too much to it and focus more on like birthing and I'm like I can bring a little bit and that's exactly what I teach is we're not getting rid of our self node we're we're bringing the mastery with us we're just leaving the shadow which Scorpio is like we're leaving the abuse we're leaving the um, oppression we're leaving the fear we're leaving the like the physical pain behind but we're taking all that magic with us all the occult with us so guess keep it keep it yeah, yeah so um so I used to astral travel so much when I was little and it was uncontrollable and it was so scary like so so scary have you ever astral traveled before like yes so not okay I, I believe it's happened a few times without control. Uh, mine was like the sleep paralysis thing and the sensation where I've had it a few different times where like, I, I believe in my sleep, I do astral travel. Cause I wake up like exhausted. I'm like, girl, where'd you go? Um, and I don't know if it's two other dimensions or this world or past lives. When I was young, it was definitely past lives. And but yeah, so we can go deeper into that. where like, 
there was the, the protection work I had to come in, I believe is from me astral traveling and then not being back in my body in time or like, which we, we talked about with the sleep paralysis. So yes, just, yeah, it's kind of uncontrolled. Yeah. Not intentional. Yeah. Yeah. So I used to do that all the time. And I would, I, there was this, and it started to become like overwhelming and also ultra terrifying too, yeah. right. Yeah. To be able to sit there and not understand why you can see, but you can't move your body. Mm -hmm. right? So I started, <laughs> and I started diving into the world of it. And what I actually, what I found out is that astral projection or uh, sleep paralysis, sorry, sleep paralysis happens when your soul wants to integrate back into your physical body, but the fusing of the two doesn't happen simultaneously or completely, right? Like the two puzzle pieces don't come together. So your brain starts to wake up thinking the soul is still here, like is already in, but it's not. So that's why you're immobile and you can't move your body. And why also feels like you're watching yourself from mm. a lens because your soul is away. It hasn't completely integrated yet within. Um, and so it was one of those fascinating things where when I was little, like I truly believe I traveled to what I would, I guess, consider the gates or the doorway to the most divine realm where like one would say that Jesus was there. And I'll never forget. And I, I've forever wanted to find the photo of what this place looked like. And sometimes I wish I would, could do like sleep regression and have an artist mm -hmm. able to like, or even like stay in a meditative state and explain it to an artist so they could draw it. Because if you can imagine these massive stairways, like, I mean, like you're this little thing in front of like these huge stairways and then it goes up and then there's pillars on each stair as you're climbing up and then when you get to the top and I remember in this particular dream I actually had to I'm I'm, I'm convinced it was Jesus and nobody can tell me otherwise and so I believe people like Jesus existed I don't necessarily believe in like the organized religion portion of it but I believe in Jesus I believe in the three wise men I believe in the day of his birth I believe in all those things because I believe that a lot of the stories have been manipulated to fit certain agendas rather than allowing them to just be the stories that they are. Um, so anyway, so I remember like walking up with Jesus, uh, Jesus, my homeboy, and we get to the top and I remember him telling me, you have to pick a door. And so when we got to the top, I'm telling you, it was like endless rows, left or right, endless rows of doors and white and marble. And just like, there's this, there was this grandiose city about it and I'm like this little itty bitty thing in front of these humongous doors and I remember in my dream I said to him I want to go through that door and he walked with me through that door and as soon as I opened the door I woke up in my dream mm. so and then I would I would go and I remember like I remember being in like I don't even know how to even explain these places just like these random realms and these random worlds and I truly believe that there are the different realms the different or, or the different timelines that we could exist in or past lives, right? Uh, I know you and I talked about that one past life where I would run around and feel like I was warning people that like the ending yep. is here, but it's a crazy town person. And yep. I've had that repetitive dream so many times. Um, but yeah, so, so in astral projecting and in astral traveling and in sleep paralysis, the biggest thing that I learned was being able to use crystals 
to navigate through your dream or navigate through your traveling really helps you to stay in control so that you don't experience the sleep paralysis. Yeah. And and I think it's really unfair. Like, you know, TikTok can be amazing and TikTok can also be super toxic. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's, um, I, I think it's unfair to turn around and say like, oh, there's so many dangers behind like not doing it right. Like there is no right or wrong way. It's each to their own figuring out how to get there. And like, you're always going to be able to come back. Like Mm -hmm. you have that ability. So the idea that you're going to get lost in a realm, I don't know that I so much buy into that narrative. Um, I believe that you can go into, you know, scary levels of your subconscious and your deepest shadow self and, and those places. But I think if that, if you really want to astral project and astral travel uh, and experience what it feels like to be able to go from, you know, here, like, for example, me here in Toronto and go astral project and astral travel to see you and BC, I totally feel like it is something that is so powerful and magical. And that's already being done by the master puppeteers and just something else that we're not being told about Mm. or that's being shared because well, shit, it just shows how much we're in control and how powerful we are as humans. It really does. And that speaks volumes to two things that's coming up for me. First is that when I wanted to start doing past life regressions on myself, um, I was terrified just because of things people have said in the past of like, careful what you open up out there, careful what you're, you're looking into. Oh no, you can bring on all this trauma. Da, da, da. And now I'm like sitting with it all these years later. And I'm like, I don't buy into that. Like we, a, we go in with protection. Uh, absolutely. We surround ourselves with love. We surround ourselves with all the, the goodness we go in. And, and my people, when I go into the do regressions with them, they, they know they can come back. Like they're not stuck there. They're you're watching a movie, right? You're not in the past life. You're watching a movie. Um, of your past life or your experience and your astral traveling. It's almost like that experience of like being present, but like, it is this like movie playing out a simulation almost. Um, And yeah, I agree completely. I don't buy into this. Like, um, like maybe if you go into it with the intention of danger, you might find danger, but that's maybe a subconscious thing or something you've like rattled up in your soul that needs healing. But I absolutely don't, I I agree completely. It is, um, these realms are open and ready for us. And we are tethered to our bodies, whether we like it or not, you're not going anywhere. Like you are physically tethered into this thing. Um, yes, you can tether yourself more. Yes. You can ground and make it easier for yourself and make the experience better. Um, so love that. And I wanted to speak to that because I know I have a lot of people like that do feel or have those worries too about past life regressions where they're like, what if I go somewhere and I can't get out or I see something that's too traumatic? I'm like, you've already been through it. I think you're ready. Like, you know what I mean? You already did that life. So, um, and then the other thing, Oh God, what was it? Cause it was good. Oh, was okay. So this is interesting that you were talking about like this, this puppeteer thing and almost like this realization that we are so much more powerful than we're told Um, about three years ago, four years ago, I think it was about a little over three years ago, I started having these dreams. So I did all my Reiki levels, did my Reiki's masters, da, 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 da. And there's only one symbol I use from Reiki. It's the Chokurei symbol. I've only ever used that symbol. None of the rest called me. Um, and I started having these dreams, which were linked to the way I used to get sleep paralysis. But now I was having these dreams where these like forces, these energies were coming after me and they were very evil, very malevolent, 
malevolent and just terrible. And I started using Chokure against these forces. And so, um, instead of going to sleep paralysis, like I used to, I was like fighting these forces with energy work. Um, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know what was going on. I kept having these dreams, kept having these dreams. Sometimes they still happen, but I know what to do, right? Like I just whip out my energy and start fighting it. (laughs) Right. It's, it's wild to say, but what I realized, and you just confirmed more is like, they don't want us to know how powerful we are. And that's what the dream was telling me is like your energy is so much stronger than theirs. And that is why they're suppressing us because we are these fountains of power. And now every time I feel something try to come into my field, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You don't even know what you're dealing with. Like, <laughs> are you sure you want to come this way? Yeah, are like, you right? sure you want to come this way? Literally, sometimes I like, literally, I'm like, I will burn you to a crisp if you try to come into <laughs> this field. And sometimes I have to, like, I'm like, I see it. And I like, bur- I disintegrate yeah. this energy yeah. that comes in. And yeah. that is it. It's like, we are so powerful. And that is why they're trying to keep us asleep. Yeah. Right. Like, it would be like, the coolest thing is, I don't know, like, to me, it's been this cool, like, it's just so cool, man. Like, it's so, I feel like I just smoked a doobie and I'm like, man, it's like the coolest thing ever, dude. Like, this is the best. Um, but it really is because I can't believe I called it a doobie. Now you know how old I am. Um, but it's just like, it's like being able to talk in the mirror. Like if you're listening to this and you've ever felt like there are energy or entities around you and you're afraid, go stand in front of the fucking mirror and recall your power. Mm. And I will talk back to that mirror. There have been times where I felt like sometimes, and I don't know if this happens to you, Vika, but sometimes at my house, like, especially in our old house, before I started to create a lot of like walls of protection, um, and we lived with my stepsister and she's mortified, like the lights would go off. She'd be like, the shadow just came by. Like, and she would just like, she would have the, we would be sitting and she's like, Oh my God, what was that? And she would get like, so like severely panicked. And I was like, okay, I'm like, okay, fine. Like I got to put up obviously stronger protections in the house because I kind of let them do whatever they want to me, ghosts and spirits. They don't, they know not to fuck around and, and bother me. They know that, you know, oftentimes if they're being a nuisance, I'll turn around and be like, deliver your message, give it to me clear, respect my boundaries, leave my son alone. He's a child. Come to me either in a dream, very clear with the delivery of the message that you have for me so that I can support you. If I can't help you, then please leave, go find the light and walk away. Like this, it's not working for you. And sometimes I just let them, I think that sometimes ghosts and spirits know that this is like a safe space for them because I'm not going to, I'm not going to kick them out. I'm not going to be like, leave or I'm scared of you. Okay, yeah. dude, sit on the couch, come watch some TV with me. Totally. There have been there have been a few that have been like that, like I it's fine. You're here, whatever, in and out. Yeah. Um, and then there are the ones where I'm like, get the fuck out. Like, I will just yeah. show you. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely growing up, I um when this one house we lived in in Kitchener, um, we had I had the sensation and it didn't connect until years later when I went through my psychic text. And that's a conversation for a whole other day. But um Every time I went up a stairwell, I felt like I was going to get ripped down. Like something was going to grab me by the back of my shirt and rip me back down that stairwell. And so every time I was like in the house going up the stairs, I would just bolt. Like I would just run as fast as I could. And then years later, I was like, oh my God, there's actually something like malevolent there. Right. Right. Like knowing Mm. that you were pretty 
Because that's the thing with energy. When you show fear, and I mean, yeah. fear is this powerful conduit, right? Like, if man, you let, you let that fear take over in your body, whatever it is that you're going through in your life, you might as well lay down and let an 18 wheeler run over you. Like seriously, seriously. And it becomes food, right? Like, for these, it, is. it becomes food. And you know, it's funny because. I think I had to learn about that fear, self node, Scorpio, letting mm-hmm. go of that so that I could step into like my purpose and my power. And I'll tell you, like when I realized how powerful I was energetically and how powerful we all are, like within our hands, within the palm of our hands, within our frequency, within our vibration, with everything, our eyes, everything, how powerful we are. It is a different there's a different type of confidence that comes through it. And it's not to say that you won't experience moments of insecurity or moments of uncertainty or moments of difficulty. Like those were all still show up and manifest in your life in one way or another, either as tests or as part of being human, but it's understanding that you have control over that, that you are more powerful than that. That makes all the difference because you can look fear and, and adversity in the face and be like, not today, demons, not today, right? Like, yeah, not today. And I'll tell you, I I had this dream once. So I'm, I'm a thousand percent. And I want to get you, you and I have talked about this. I want to get you to um, do Charlie's chart as well. And mine, Charlie, based off of what I know from astrology is actually more psychic than I am. um, But in a different way. Yeah. So he's got a 12th house stellium. Okay. Very different way. Yeah. Like, I mean, yours, you've got all your Pisces too. They're similar, but different. Different. Yeah. And then he's also got like these crazy placements in the eighth house as well, where mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, you are a different type of psychic than I am, but you're yeah. equal in psychic. Right. Um, and, and so, so he's, we co-sleep together. Um, and I think that everybody should co-sleep and do whatever the fuck they want. So if you Where want to you? judge me, okay no I don't think anyone on here is judging anybody (laughs) yeah I was like no no because you know sometimes like people have these comments about co-sleeping I'm like he's six he is a baby you idiot like when he's old he will decide to leave like when he's ready he'll be like mom let me go sleep in my room and I'll be like bye like yeah like you do you exactly you you that is always welcome when you're when you want to come back right like it's sleeping together with a child you birthed anyways so one night I find sometimes he will astral project or astral travel without knowing. And I think I go with him as well, um, either as a form of protection or because we're sleeping together, we just happen to just travel together at the same time. And I remember once I was, I woke up in like, I think it was like the mid sleep. So I wasn't like fully awake, but I was awake. And there was this, um, because, because there are, you know, people talk about the shadow energy and the shadow, the, the dark shadows. And I don't know that they're necessarily maybe they're malevolent, maybe they just don't know how to express themselves, or maybe they just taunt more than anything, Mm. right? Like they do it more as a taunting because they know that they're fucking scary looking and they're darkness. Mm. Have we ever been taught that darkness is a good thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Right. We're so conditioned to believe that darkness is scary. And so naturally we are scared of it. So I remember in this one sleep, Charlie was like in my arm and I woke up to this to this energy standing over us like it wasn't doing anything. it was just standing over us and like you said how you like obliterated it and we're like absolutely not I remember with my hand I was like you are not coming near him like you want to stand here that's fine you want to see what's happening in this realm that's fine but you are not going to come near him and scare him and like Charlie's zonked out he's sleeping I lifted my hand and I remember like feeling this fire from my you can see my m by the way feeling this fire from my hand as I was just like 
no, like stay away from him. Right. And I just like pushed it out of the way. And I remember I had to do it. And I remember like feeling the resistance, like he was trying to fight it back. And I had to like conjure all my energy and just be like, not today demon. Right. And, and like push him away. And then he like disappeared. But for, for anybody who's listening, right. And even like, I know, you know, the amount of power that we have from an energy and frequency perspective and vibration and like our mindset, like it's all interconnected, mm-hmm. right? To turn around and say that mantras and affirmations don't work is equally as much as much to say that like mindset doesn't work. They're all, it's all intercon- interconnected. It's with it the is. energy frequency and the vibration and it's mental, physical, emotion and emotional and spiritual. It is, it is. A hundred percent. And like, I love that you had that moment because like it it is, it's just like, it's here. It is, it's it's all of our being, all of our connection, like having this ability to like literally obliterate whatever we need to like, let's do it healthily. But like, we can even see that in our physical lives, the way we destroy things, right. When we're in self-sabotage is just an example of how much power we actually have, right. We doubt ourselves, but then look at us, destroy something we love or look at us, destroy something out of fear. Like that power is within you to remove an entity or to manifest abundance or to call in that your dream home. Like it's all in there. It's just a belief, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Even if you're like, like, I'm sure people have watched those videos of these people who have cured cancer or like these terminal illnesses from their bodies after they've been told like that they're terminal and that's it. And they're going to die. And they've decided against that. And they're like, no, not today. I'm not going to. And so what do they do? They do what they need to. And all of a sudden they're healed and it's considered a miracle. What is the miracle? Mm. What does a miracle mean? Right. Right. Is it just something we don't understand happening and we call it a miracle? Right. Right. Or is it the disconnect of the ability that we have within our physical vessel when it's aligned, right? Spiritually, emotionally, physically, uh, and mentally, even like think about, you know, those stories that you hear where, um, I think it was like, there was a car accident and, uh, the mom was trying to open the door. The dad was trying to open the door. It was locked and like somehow he pulled it or lifted the car and was able to like say where people are lifting up these, you know, how much does a car weigh? I don't even know. A bazillion so pounds. many tons, like so yeah. many, right? And they just lift it boop, to like be able yeah. to, to save somebody from under it. And, you know, l- let that be your inspiration or your motivation, or just let it sit in your, in your consciousness and your awareness of truly how powerful we are as these human beings. Right. And that we are really alien to a certain degree. It's just an alien that we're all familiar with and we call it human. Mm-hmm. Right. And like how many layers of it is hidden? How many layers were intentionally hidden that are now being revealed? How many layers like, oh, can we access and find and discover through our own self-discovery and the modalities we use? And like, we just come full circle. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Hmm. <laughs> This like, this, I, I know I'm, I already like this has to happen again. Cause I feel like there's like a whole, another hour of like information that is needing to be birthed here. Like it's already like halfway through. I was like, Oh crap, we have to book another one because there's, there's more, there's something yeah. happening here. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a part two and I'm, I'm excited for it. I am too. Okay. 
for today, we'll leave it because this is like so potent. Oh my God. People are going to be like, what the, what the can of worms did I just open? (laughs) What did I just listen to? And like, who am I and what am I? Um, Okay. Tell my people how they can find you, how they can work with you. All of your plug it all in, plug it in. All the plugs. Okay, cool. So you can find me on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, uh, Charlene Lizette. I've made it really easy. Ditto with my website at charlenelizette.com. I'm actually going through a bunch of restructuring and I haven't shared it a lot. I've done like little teasers, but it is a solar eclipse. So I'm going to put it out with the new moon intentions, right? And it's powerful. So um, Charlene Lizette and my jewelry and what I do uh, with one-on-one, it's actually going to all now be different entities. So charlenelizette.com is going to be a website where you can book um, your workshops with me um, and you can book courses with me and read my blog and have access to like my YouTube, uh, TikTok and Instagram. And then Starsea Academy and Healing Center is going to be a platform. Actually, it is a platform mm-hmm. uh, where <laughs> you can either connect with other people who uh, can offer you some type of support from a healing perspective. So other tarot readers, other chakra healers, crystal healers, Reiki healers, past life regression, astrology. I mean, I've talked to you about that a little bit. And the academy is going to be a place where um, these same uh, teachers or spiritual guides and and spiritual um, spiritualists or advisors will be able to teach their courses on that platform as well. So the something like that would look like, for example, if Vika wanted to not tossing her in there, but wanted to teach her past life regressions in there, she would teach them and then also offer her services under there as well. And then Starcy Jewels is where you can pick up your modern day amulets. So yeah, that's where you can find me. If you have been looking to align your life, if you've been wanting to really tap into your true soul purpose, connect with your highest, most authentic self, I invite you to my workshop that's starting at the either end of January or beginning of February. I haven't picked the date yet because of the astrology. I want to make sure it's the right date to to begin it. But uh, the enrollment will be up shortly. And it's a 12-week Uh, program that aligns with the 12 rules that I implemented into my life to go from an unemployed single mother riddled with fear and PTSD to a thriving single mother that has a multi six-figure business uh, supporting people around the world. So I teach the 12 rules that I've implemented and it's all about that alignment, right? That spiritual, emotional, physical, mental alignment. So good. I love it. There's so many ways to connect in with you. And I think that's so powerful. And I'm just so excited to see like the birth of all of the, like the more that's coming. Um, and I know I'm going to be involved. Definitely hundred percent. And now I'm like still waiting on, um, what is it? Impatiently waiting for my amulet to get here because of the floods in BC, like just, Where's my damn mammy like guys, but, um, yeah, guys go follow her, connect with her, like work with her. If you can go check out the, like the Starcy jewels are just, they're not your everyday crystals. It's not you walking into a crystal shop and like, just trying to get a necklace that sort of fits the vibe because you want that necklace. This is like true, beautiful stuff that also gets to bring you magic. So it was such a pleasure to have you. I'm so excited for part two because it's coming in hot. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, I appreciate you. If I could leave everybody with a little last bit of knowledge because you're out in BC as well. So you know what's happened in BC. You know what's happened in Chilliwack and Abbotsford with the floods and the roads. 
And we talked about Mother Earth at the very beginning, right? And mm -hmm. we talked about that balance. So we also know that there has been a lot of deforestation, a lot of abuse of the natural resources that Mother Earth has. And I've been saying this a lot, and I'm sure that you can uh, attest to this from an astrological perspective, but I am a firm believer that Mother Earth and Karma have partnered up and are coming back with a vengeance. And what happened in BC is only a sneak peek into what we'll be seeing in a lot of the world, uh, especially in places where Mother Earth's resources are abused and taken advantage of and taken for granted out of without balancing out to the energy on the other side. 100%. Yeah, I attest to that with the North Node, Taurus, South Node, uh, Scorpio, we'll be seeing a lot. Um, and I just love how the media loves to spin it in their own way and say, it is what it is, but natural disasters are on the rise. Yes, they're tapping right into the astrology, right? There's tapping, tapping right into the energy workers feeling that come through. Um, it doesn't mean don't fear, don't be afraid, but also get your shit together, tap into being resourceful and sustainable on your own or with a community, what that looks like, um, and living more in reverence with the earth, like ask her, can you live on, can you live on her? Can you honor her? Can you ask for her, um, support and can you support her back through your practices? Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. I love that. I just yeah. wanted to leave everything with that. Cause I was like, I love that you did. On the top. <laughs> I love that you did because it's like the perfect ending for us. Like we're doing this on the new moon solar eclipse right now in Sag, but we know after tonight we're moving into those Taurus Scorpio energies. So it's the perfect way to end this conversation. And we know there's more coming in. We know it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful for you. And thank you for everybody. If you come find and follow along on YouTube, on Instagram or TikTok. Ah.